Hey guys, before we jump into it, I just want to take a minute to give a shout out to our newest patron member, Courtney Reed. He signed up for the $5 tier the other day, and I just wanted to give him a shout out and say thanks for signing up. Hope you enjoy the stickers I sent you, and hope you enjoy the bonus watch-along episodes. So if you guys want more info on the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash the Spookhouse Podcast. Check out all the tiers we have set up. Lots of cool shit. And it's a way to support the show. It helps me and Jason out big time. And if you got a minute, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps us get the word out and, you know, spread the word, spread the love. We appreciate the shit out of you. All right, well... Let's get on to Scream 2. Make some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. No running in the hallway. Episode 30 of the Spook House. Episode 30, man. I know. That's a... It's a landmark. Kinda. You know, I read a statistic that most podcasts don't get five episodes. Is that true? I have no clue. I literally just made it up. All right. Well, we're smashing that imaginary record. record. (laughs) I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And today we are going to talk about Scream 2. It's a big one. It's a big one. Other than... Halloween 2, I think this is the first sequel we've talked about. I mean, not sequel, but, you know, like, of the same franchise. Yeah, 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 it definitely would be. Yeah, we are heading back to Woodsboro. Uh, no, not Woodsboro this time. We're heading oh, to Ohio. That's right, we're going to Ohio. Which the phone, little quick quick little trivia graph for you. The area code from Corey Gillis uh-huh. is Cincinnati. Oh, okay. So we're in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. This man did his research. I did. That's like a little, little stinger for you guys. For a little yeah. Bit. We're not in Nilbog anymore. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> We're in Ohio. Ohio. It's even worse. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've never been to Ohio. I'm sure it's a great place. Well, they liked it enough to set Scream 2 there. They did, even though it was filmed in Atlanta. Was like, it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Atlanta and LA. I just... just Oh, okay. I know the opening had to be filmed in L.A. Yeah, but most of the college stuff was filmed in Atlanta. At Gwinnett College? Uh, Agnes Scott College. Okay. Yeah. All right. Look at you. Yeah. Well, hey, before we jump into that, um, have you watched anything worth a shit lately, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I watched Tremors 2 and 3. All right. I've never seen the third one. I, I think it was maybe the first time I'd ever seen the third one. But uh, it's actually the third one's actually rated PG. Oh, okay. Yeah. They had a new trimmer to it called Ass Blasters, where like what fire comes out of their butts and they fly. Oh, okay. But they still have heat seeking things like the the shriekers from how from uh, from Trimmers Two. 
<laughs> okay. I said Halloween too. Yeah, I was like, do you <laughs> remember when Michael Myers had a heat seeker? Yes. <laughs> when Michael Myers had that Michael Myers had that sweet ass blaster. <laughs> yeah. Michael Mikers. Michael Mikers. Like well, hey, I grew up watching Tremors two quite a bit. I, to, to, I mean, both of, the first two used to be on a lot, like mm-hmm. on USA or Sci-Fi or AMC. Yeah, and so I was like, they're all on Netflix now. So I was like, oh, I've got an afternoon. Let's just kind of knock out some of these real quick. I and think, I've seen like you guys actually got me the VHS of the first one. That's which right, is pretty sweet. And I think everybody kind of unanimously thinks that's at least a fun movie. Yeah, I was out shopping and I was like, oh, Jason will like this. I do. I love it. I'll pick it up for a quarter. See, I do nice things for Jason. <laughs> he, <does. laughs> he spends his quarters wisely on That's me. right. <laughs> How much that Dracula VHS cost you the other day? Oh, I didn't buy it. Oh, okay. I thought you... <laughs> I was about to and I was like, I'm not even a huge fan of this. What am I doing? I'm just collecting <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm falling back into my old ways. Oh, man. It's a hard habit to break. Yeah, man. It's well, an easy habit to slide back into also. Yeah, as like you can tell. heroin. Wow. <laughs> just made a jump from VHS tapes to heroin. That's a big leap. <laughs> yeah, I saw Back to the Future 1 through 3 and every Indiana Jones movie on VHS the other day. And I was like, I'm going to buy these. I yeah. I don't know why, but. <laughs> I mean, Indiana Jones, they're really good movies. And Back yeah. to the Future, I guess. They're all great movies. They really are. I'll have to give them a watch. Yeah. Anyways, Tremors 2. I'll have to rewatch that. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's a fun one. Mr. Bacon is not present in that. He was supposed to, but he decided to do Apollo 13 instead, which I can't say that that was probably a poor career choice on his part. So instead of going back underground, mm-hmm. he went to outer space. He did go to outer space. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Anything else, Jason? <laughs> no, that was pretty much all I watched this week. Cool, man. How about you? Did you watch anything, Phil? Um, you know what? I've been super busy, but only watched one movie. I rewatched House of the Devil the other night. Oh, okay, it's a pretty good flick. Yeah, you've seen it. Oh, I've seen it a couple times. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a slow burn. Yeah, it's a solid film from Ty West, who has made some pretty good stuff. Yeah, have you seen The Sacrament? No, that's that's a really good one. Okay. Have you seen The Innkeepers? That's just a little too much of a slow burn. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it was just like too slow. Ty West also directed... Did you ever see Cabin Fever 2? I did not, but I know that that's quite the... Uh, it's actually pretty damn good. I haven't seen it, cause I, but I know Shot it was... in Wilmington. Really? Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, really campy, funny. It's pretty good. It's... <laughs> I, I watched it one day expecting like, oh, this is going to suck. But I was like, shit, this is actually pretty good. I know he tried to Alan Smithy that. Like he tried to take his name off of it when it came out because like producers were like really dragging their feet on it. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was like they had a lot of interference and it just kind of drove him crazy. I got you. Well, yeah, that's all I really watched. House of the Devil. It's okay. When she gets shot in the face, I'm really really scared. Like I was like, holy Yeah, Yeah, that was a holy shit moment. She actually directed Little Women. Who, the girl that got shot in the car? Yes. What's her name? Greta Gerwig. Oh, okay. She's yeah. been in... Um... She also did Lady Bird. She's been nominated for an Oscar. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was in a Mark Duplass movie. Yeah, she's in that Mumblecore. She's in Greenberg. Okay, I'd still... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't get that term, mumblecore. Yeah, I think it's ah, that's what they call it. I'm not sure exactly why. We're talking about hardcore bands. <laughs> it's like post-hardcore. There is a, a mumble rap now. Oh, hey, yeah, hey, 
And there's Dumbledore. Dude. So. Who may or may not have been gay, apparently. What? You never heard that? She said that uh, Dumbledore was gay in the books, but now with the movies coming out, they've kind of backtracked that a little bit. Um, Side note, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Missing out. That's what I hear. They're magical. Yeah, it looks like it. Wizards and dragons, right? That's just not. That's never going to be your thing. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing out. I got to give them a shot. But Dumbledore, Mumblecore, uh, post-hardcore, shout out. Good stuff. <laughs> well, Jason, let's not waste too much time here, man. All right. There's been a couple of news segments that came out. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go over too much, but give me the juicy ones. All right. So... Blumhouse and Universal have decided to remake the thing, or readapt the thing, I guess would be a little bit more of an accurate. Yeah. So the original novel that the the thing was based off, Who Goes There, Yeah. Uh, was condensed from an original novel called Frozen Hell that was coming out in 1938. Okay. So they actually, they found the novel, and they thought it had been lost for decades, mm-hmm. and they're going to adapt that novel into a new The Thing movie. All so right. I don't. I wouldn't call this a remake. I would say it's more like of an it thing because it's not really a remake. It's just another adaptation. I would call that. Yeah. It sounds like this is going to be well, more daddy oak. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime anybody brings up, it's like, oh man, fuck that movie. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Blumhouse is apparently fast tracking this thing. Like, there's it's going to happen from all accounts. Yeah, kind of let us down with Black Christmas. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh... I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, they've got some good movies, though. They do. Yeah. If it's handled with care, <laughs> no CGI, get the fuck out of here, all uh, practical. You please, please. Do or at least that. 90% practical effects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep as much practical as possible. I think mm-hmm. that's what some people had a little bit of a gripe with with that prequel that came out a yeah, while ago. Yeah. So hopefully they've learned from that kind of thing, and they're going to make a good adaptation. Well, apparently, some people like that movie. I remember nothing from it. It's essentially a remake, like through and through, right? Yeah, like, from what, I mean, I've never seen it, so I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's awful. It's just like okay. Is it kind of like a well? That's a movie. Yeah, okay. I think so. This kind of lives in that average range. Yeah. Well, hey, Blumhouse, don't fuck this up, please. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring back our boy Kurt Russell. I would love to see it back. That would be pretty cool. Kurt right? Russell still got it. Hey, what if they uh, Halloween 2018 it? And turns out Kurt Russell didn't die. Well, we don't know we for don't sure. We don't know for sure. Yeah. Well, that was apparently the original pitch for because they were going to do a thing too. And he said mm-hmm. the age was going to be from Frostbite. That him and uh, McCready didn't die. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Yeah. We'll look forward to it. Because the thing is one of my favorite movies. That's right. Listen to our episode on it. It's a good one. What else, Jason? All right. So, Paul Rudd gave Anthony Michael Hall his blessing. Sir, Sir Paul Rudd. Sir Paul Rudd. <laughs> the Bishop Paul Rudd. <laughs> so, yeah. And he gave him a communion wafer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall was talking to, I believe it was Phantasm Podcast. And. Hey, David... no free plugs, man. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. But he was talking about how apparently one of his days off, David Gordon Green pulled him aside and was like, hey, I just got a text from Paul Rudd. He gave you his blessing, and he said he's really excited to see you play Tommy. Hey, David Gordon Green, you want to text Paul back and be like, hey, why don't you come to the set? We got you. 
<laughs> Try not to play it as creepily intense this time, though. I was only eight years old when I saw him, but I was one of the lucky ones. That weird, creepy laugh that he's always on the verge of in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. I'll go down that Halloween 6 hole real quick. You know me. Yeah, you've been posting about it on Instagram this week. <laughs> I didn't know where. Come steal with the Halloween 6 hot top Hey, hey man. <laughs> Do something about it. Stephen A. Hot Take over here. <laughs> oh, God. He started <laughs> on that dipshit. Um, all right, yeah. Well, Paul Rudd seems like a cool dude. So he does. That's a cool thing to do. Also, speaking of Halloween kills, mm-hmm. they're doing their very first test screening on the 30th of January. I saw that. Which is Thursday. We, it hasn't happened yet. Would it have killed you to reach out to us? Be like, hey, guys, you want to... You want to come to the test screening? I saw one of you leak some footage. You want to come? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I was a bit surprised to hear that. I thought it was still a little early. Yeah. You know, now granted, I know when... So the are these... 2018, they did, they did a test screening too. So I'm assuming they're going to do some reshoots probably. Okay, so are these test screenings, are they like scored edited is this like the final oh no this is definitely not the final cut this will be like a, a rough cut they might not even uh-huh. have music for everything it might even just be like a not even a final cut like it might just be like dailies in some spots uh-huh but it should be mainly the story and then they're gonna have a little cue card what did you like what didn't you like yeah that kind of thing do you think the people attending have to sign like a non-disclosure oh or yes they will oh, yeah. sue you out of existence should you talk about it okay yeah, which I mean, because what last time they completely reshot the ending because of the test screenings, because apparently the sword fight in the yard was a little too far. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still waiting on that footage to come out. I would like to see it just to see if like that doesn't look that great. It doesn't. Yeah, it sounds like the reshoots were warranted. Yeah, so, much like in Halloween Six. You know, they had to do a lot of reshoots for that. Oh, so, so last time it was Halloween 4, this time it was going to be Halloween 6. Yeah, welcome to the Halloween 6 Part 2 episode. No, when you came to me about a horror movie podcast, they didn't realize uh-huh. it was going to be Halloween every week. Well, too fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> you should have known what you were getting into. I probably should have. I've known you for 32 fucking years. <laughs> Again, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if I got a ticket to that, that test screening. It'd be, I mean, I've never been to a... Any kind of advanced screening, really. So I think yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, it's these test shootings. If they go well and they have to do any kind of reshoots, it's not a big deal. Uh huh. I doubt they will do any pushing back because <laughs> it's. I mean, they've got a year almost for or ten months basically. Yeah. And word on the street is there could be could be a Halloween Kills trailer on Super Bowl Sunday. Really? That's a little a little birdie told me. Okay. What kind of birdie is this? Uh the We Watched a Movie YouTube channel. Shout oh. out to those guys. They're <laughs> hilarious. But they were talking about it. They were basically saying, like, you know, there's a possibility. So So you don't care who wins the Super Bowl at all, do you? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> do you even no. know he's playing? The 49ers and I don't know. Kansas City Chiefs. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> Kansas City in Missouri. Yeah, Halloween That's, kills, man. Yeah. Hey, it'll be here before you know it. It will. You know, it's right around, not right around the corner, but you, it always gets surprised. I don't think we'll get a trailer. It seems a little early yeah, for that. Usually early. you get like summer trailers for this kind of thing. Yeah. For, for and I'm still movie. on the fence if I'm going to watch that one. I might not even watch the trailer. 
I know you're going to be glued to the television as soon as you see those commercials pop up. Maybe. I mean, if I accidentally see it, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's been pretty much the news this week. For uh, Nice little interesting tidbits. Yeah. We won't talk about the uh, possible Anaconda reboot, but that's... <laughs> Can't wait for that one. I saw that in theaters with my dad when it came out. 97? Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Not that great. Doesn't it have Owen Wilson in it? It does. And Ice Cube. And Ice Cube, yes. <laughs> and J-Lo. Mr. Cube. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Mr. Cube to you. <laughs> a crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube, actually. That's right. <laughs> I knew him back when he was just a puddle. Hey. Hey. Oh, that's awful joke. <laughs> yeah, so not a whole lot of news happening. But we'll cover some more next week because we're going to put it on hold because we got a doozy of an episode oh yeah we're talking about scream 2 now were you like me and when you started to watch this movie did you see like two hours what the fuck really? i was i was thinking that same thing because i mean the first scream movie is actually close to two hours is it? it's not it's like a hundred it's like 110 minutes yeah it's not an 80 it's not, 88 minute no, no, no <laughs> 88 minute but then i saw this like holy shit and i pulled up on netflix i was like holy shit this is two hours yeah I mean, it took me two sittings to get through it. Better get my writing hand ready. Yeah, Shit. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got Ehlers Danlaw, so that's horrible on my hand. <laughs> well, I'm a massage therapist. So my hands ache quite a bit. Oh yeah, mother, you're trying to one up me on this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was like, I did not remember it being this long. And it's been several years since I've watched this. Yeah, same here. And let me tell you something, Jason. There were some times where I was like, ooh. This feels two hours long. Yeah, it definitely does. And there were certainly like a few, few well, more than a few scenes that were like, oh, this is obviously filler. <laughs> and there, this seems like we'll get more to this in the end, but they were trying to kind of like all the red herrings at all the time. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah, it's got more fillers than Courtney Cox. Oh, snap. <laughs> you went there. Now we can't get her on the show. Well, <laughs> Rose McGowan might have her beat. Now we can't get her on the show either. We <laughs> Damn it, we probably, blew it, man. We probably had a better shot at Rose McGowan than Courtney Cox, but now I think we're done with both. You think so? Ah, who knows? Hey, we extend an invite to both of you Absolutely. to come on the show. We can't pay you, though. So. Yeah, that's true. Hey, speaking of, check out the Patreon. Am I right? Yeah, hey, do that. And uh, give us <laughs> a review on iTunes. Yeah, or please. Or Spotify, wherever you... Uh... Throw us a quarter. Exactly. It'll help keep the lights on here at the Spook House. That's right. <laughs> All right, so Scream 2, this two-hour-long movie. Exactly. Now, do you remember the first time you saw this? I saw this in theaters. I did not. I think I actually saw this before I saw Scream 1. Okay, that's Which weird. But I saw them both in the same weekend. But I think I saw. Scream well, I think two. they were both released in like the same week. <laughs> it was literally a week before it, the year anniversary of Scream One came out. Yeah. Like, so let's backtrack a bit. Yeah. Obviously, Scream was a fucking phenomenon. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, let's fast track this. They started filming this movie while Scream was still in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> this is nuts. Yeah, like, and. Actually, the home release of VHS of Scream has a Scream 2 trailer on it. Yeah, I always it. remember that. I was like, this is weird. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and I, But I think it was just the, the Randy speech. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember the actual trailer, but it's up there. So yeah, I remember I saw this in theaters. My mom took me to see this. Pretty cool. Yeah. 
This was a big deal. This movie was huge. Yeah, it was. It made like $36 million opening weekend. They even pushed Titanic back a week because this movie came out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Titanic was afraid of Scream 2. Never seen that either. Uh, it's not worth your time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted, sir. Exactly. I'm sure you can find a sweet VHS tape for it for 50 cents, though, if you want. One of the two-pack. Yeah. They had to fit it on two movies. <laughs> so, we kick the movie off with Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps. They are at the premiere of Stab, the fictional movie within the movie. Absolutely. And I was. it was shot by Robert Rodriguez. Okay, so I heard that he originally shot it, but due to some legality issues... Wes Craven had to reshoot everything. Yeah, I did so, not know that. Yeah. Pretty sure that's how it went down. God. That would have been cool, though. Yeah, which is weird, because they're both Weinstein guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we meet Maureen and Phil, and they're waiting in line, even though he has free tickets, right? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's an advanced screening, so everybody's uh-huh. waiting in line for, for the free tickets. So they still got to get their tickets. And they're giving out all these free stabs. But he had the tickets in his hand. He was like, but somebody still has to take the tickets. Okay. You know. Sorry, I'll put those nits down. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little early. It's a little early for these nitpicks. A little early for They're having an argument about going to see a Sandra Bullock movie. That's right. Over a stab movie because Jada Pickett Smith characters does not like scary movies. Yeah, they mentioned that the movie is seven dollars and fifty cents, so you know it's nineteen ninety seven. I was like, really? <laughs> I'm so pe-. and they got free shit too. Oh yeah, they were handing out um costumes commemorating a real life murder that took place less than a year ago. Yeah, which well, remember I had gripes about <laughs> Cotton Weary being arrested, contradicted, and and on death row. You just said contradicted. <laughs> Remember how on screen when I had big issues with Cotton Weary being arrested, trialed, and put on death row in a year? Yeah, yeah. Making a movie about something that happened less than a year ago. Yeah, it's like... Also, this seems a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's like, hey guys, people are dead. <laughs> like, maybe let's not pass out all this shit. Also, the the usher who had the, uh, the pass out the mascot and stuff, uh-huh. she won that role from an MTV... Uh, yeah, I did read that. This was back in the day where that kind of shit happened. I remember like, like every Saturday morning it was like, Mini Winner, you can win this free Nintendo 64. Yeah, do people actually win that kind of shit? And a lifetime supply of Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or being Scream 2. Yeah. Maureen, or Jada Pinkett, she doesn't want to go see this movie. According to her, it's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up. She's not wrong. Have you seen the Alrighty first one? Alrighty then. <laughs> Have you seen the first one, though? Oh, Is yeah. a black person in that movie? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So then they enter the worst theater experience I've ever seen. Seriously, like, if I walked into a movie and this was happening, if we go see Halloween Kills and that's happening, I'll be like, no. <laughs> I just envisioned your face being so like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the movie Stab itself is, uh, you know, we got Miss Heather Graham. Take- I guess fresh off the this, this scene of Boogie Nights, maybe? Oh, yeah, Roller Girl. Yeah. Yeah, she's about to take a shower. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught this little weird part. She's standing in front of the shower, uh-huh. but when she takes her robe off and the robe hits the floor, it shows her feet, but she's standing in front of a brick wall. Oh. <laughs> 
it's just an inconsistency that drove me crazy. <laughs> Did not notice that at all. Yeah. But I don't really go crazy with consistencies on movies within movies. Yeah. But I, I can now that you mentioned it, yes, I can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, you didn't mention this movie was filmed in Stabovision, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, apparently they turn a black light on in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, hang up the phone and Star 69 his ass. I was like, this is like, oh, this is right. Then as soon as I was watching, I was like, yep, scary movie. Really made fun of the Really ruined the scene for me. Yeah, remember Star 69? That was the thing. Is that still a thing? I'm sure it's probably a thing or somebody's grandma who still has a landline. Do you remember what Star 71 was? was three-way three calling. Way? Oh, yes, I do sir. remember that. Dude, yeah. everybody's forgotten about three-way calling. You could totally just call up anybody and be like, look, watch this. Be like, hey, Jason's a dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember that was always a thing. You try to get somebody to talk shit about somebody. Yeah, when the they'd be like, all, uh... dude, is he on three-way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the 90s. Oh, yeah. I don't even know you. And I dislike you already. <laughs> well, they play that sweet Nick Cave song. That's the only time in this movie they play that Nick Cave song, I feel like. What? The, during Stab? Yeah, when the, <clears throat> when the star, so, you know, the red right hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the only time I think they, they play it in the entire Scream too. I think they play it, I, th- I thought I heard it throughout the movie somewhere. Because I know Dewey's theme sounds kind of like it. Well, Dewey's the theme was a theme from Broken Arrow. 1996 John Travolta action movie. Really? It's also scored by Marco Beltrami. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, hey, this kind of fits. I guess that is true. Yeah. Haven't seen that in a while. Never seen that one. If you like good John Travolta movies, watch The Fanatic. <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> Maureen goes to get some popcorn and heads back in, but Phil scares her. Maureen goes back to her seat while Stab continues playing. Phil goes to the bathroom. Everybody's wearing their their scream ghost face gear. Yeah, everybody's wearing the ghost face gear. Even in the bathroom while you're taking a piss. It seems, you know, I like outfits and stuff, but at the end of the day, if I'm going to take a piss, I'm, you know, not going to be encumbered. Do you think they had to, like, hike up the front of the... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, lifting up by their butters. <laughs> <laughs> like, pull their pants all the way down and lift it up. <laughs> Maybe there's a little zipper in the front. <laughs> Just pull his wiener out. <laughs> well, he's got to go to the stall. Phil's got to go to the stall. And he hears somebody in the stall next to him. Now, say, were you, were you listening to some uh, subtitles when you watched I, this? I was. And it was saying, like, I'm telling mommy. Listen, mommy. Mom, something mommy. Which is a little hint. Hint is what I wrote in my notes. Oh, hey. Yeah, you're right. Well, Phil puts his ear up to the, the stall, and he stabs him in the face. How did he know his head was right there? I don't know. But this, the beginning of this movie has some couple of contingencies where like things really had to fall in place for this to come to work. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, apparently this scene, Kevin Williamson just wrote it. Phil enters the bathroom, and Wes makes it scary. Oh, so this was that scene? Uh-huh. I, I saw that as a note, but I didn't know what scene it was. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he stabs Phil. He was supposed to stab him like three times, but this was one of the scenes that got cut, you know, due to... Which blows my mind. This movie's really not graphic. I don't know why they had to submit it so many times to the MPAA. I guess it's really not. There's... Well, we'll talk about some of them, but there's really not a lot of, like... Yeah, graphic true. Well, Phil goes back to a seat. Oh, this isn't Phil. Oh, this ain't Phil. This ain't Phil. Uh uh-uh. uh, if that was me, I'd be out of there. It's 
it's like, oh, thank you for the commentary. You, you want know? some popcorn? <laughs> well, the killer stabs Maureen in the stomach. Stabs her repeatedly in the theater. Oh, because came back just in time. Looks like she's about to get it. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Get it? Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Nudge, nudge. So she stumbles up to the front of the screen. I don't know how she got up there. I've never seen like a catwalk on a in front of a movie screen. I've seen like some more like fancier like reality kind of things. They had kind of like stages like that. Well, this was filmed in at the Rialto, yeah, according to the outside of it, (laughs) and Kevin Williamson named it that after a movie theater in his hometown of Newburn. Oh, I couldn't find any info on it, but shout out to Newburn! Shout out to Newburn! Birthplace of Pepsi. Kevin Williamson, shitty dialogue. (laughs) It actually works for the most part in this movie, but the way it's not dated. Yeah, I know. I'm just it's so much better than H2O. Yeah, there's some rough dialogue, but we'll get there. Yeah. My motive isn't as 90s as Mickey. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And, hey, that's the intro. Scream 2, title card. Hey, but before we leave there, do you remember when Jada Pinkett Smith was in a metal band? Wicked Wisdom. I also Googled That's right. And do you remember when everybody lost their shit when they got on OzFest? They toured the second stage of OzFest 2005. And... The other night, I went back and re-listened to them, expecting to like be like, oh my god, this is awful. But they're not not terrible. I wouldn't listen to it in my car, but it's not... From know, what I there's briefly, some integrity there. From what I briefly listened to, I was like, oh yeah, this squarely fits in the 2005's like, alt-new metal thing. It's yeah. not great, but it's definitely of its time. Yeah, so if you want to see Jada Pinkett Smith singing a metal band, YouTube Wicked Wisdom. I think they've got two albums. So, oh, who's that? Is that Sidney Prescott? Why, yes, it is. Showing off that belly button. Oh, snap. <laughs> and she wakes up to a phone call. But she's got caller ID, Jason. And she says, under penal code 653M, I looked that up. That's actually a thing. Is it what <clears throat> she was referring to? Yeah. Prank phone calls? Yeah. Did anybody ever recite that to you in your prank phone calling stage? I... I don't think so. I did some prank phone calls back in the day. I never did because I was so much of a pussy. We should do some now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go a, through my phone book real quick. Is like, there a podcast where people just do prank calls? I'd listen to that, maybe. There's got to, There's a podcast for everything. There's got to be. I don't know. Now that I'm older, I'm like, that's just trashy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sid's roomie shows up. Did you know in an earlier draft... Well, her roommate, Hallie, she was supposed to be one of the killers. Also saw Kevin Williams said that that was always a dummy script. Oh, yeah. So that was always a script that when somebody would ask for it, they would just give them that script. Uh-huh. So they wouldn't really reveal who the real killer was. So And apparently he says you can prove it. or he, And you can see it because it doesn't make a lot of sense other than like, sure, he's here are the killers now. Yeah. And also Cotton Weary kids comes, becomes the fourth killer in that movie, also, in that script, too. Uh-huh. So... A lot of stuff in that script. But yeah, it's always supposed to be a dummy script. The Mickey and Mrs. Loomis were always intended to be the killer. Okay. And of course, this script got leaked onto the internet. Like like immediately. Yeah, but I was thinking about this. Like, How many people in 1997 read that script on the internet? 
apparently enough for it to be being. I think it got like it got posted like on like forums and stuff. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know if I had internet in '97. I don't think I did, but yeah. But anyways, it got posted, so they had to do like rewrites and stuff. Like, did you see one of those revisions? And this thing got revised all the time. I saw one draft of the script that had like revisions. Like the entire bottom right corner was just stamped. So how many times it had been revised? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they all the actors didn't even know like who the killer was going to be up until you know the last act. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we meet Hallie. And I gotta say, right off the bat, she is just not a good actress. See, I thought she think. was fun. Yeah. I just didn't think she had charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Little son-in-law reference. All oh right. Oh, God. This movie, I okay, I think in Scream, killing off Rose McGowan was kind of a mistake. I feel like if this were Tatum, it would be a lot better. That's just my take. See, I'm fine with killing characters. Uh, you know, the Scream is better because Tatum died. Now, Scream yeah. 2 might not have been as good of a movie because Tatum died, but sure. if you look at just the, the first Scream movie, it's a better movie because Tatum does die. Yeah, I guess you're right. You also find out while she's in her dorm room that Cotton Weary has uh, been released from prison. That's right. Yes. She sees Cotton on TV. Sick name. So, how about that girl that runs up to him? She's like, check out the nose. <laughs> yeah, so there's a news story about the murders, and they're watching it. Did you notice the Freddy Krueger sweater hanging up on Hallie's closet? No, I missed that. Wes Craven saw... just can't help himself. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't the janitor again. Yeah, not you, Fred. <laughs> well, Sid gets swarmed by reporters outside. She goes to find Randy, who's in film theory class. That's right. The movie class scene. We see Josh Jackson rocking that sick one-stripe sweater. They're having, uh, you know, talking about violence in movies. Yes. And the whole cast of Dawson's Creek is here. We've got Sarah Michelle Gellar. We've got Mickey. Surprise, Josh Hartnett wasn't there selling scat on campus. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Mr. Hartnett? Well, they're talking about sequels and stuff. Yes. They're like, name a better sequel. Troll 2, bitch. <laughs> Mic drop. Did it last weekend. <laughs> well, they do bring up Terminator 2, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, they bring up Aliens, and then also it's like a- You've got a hard-on for Cameron. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then there's like, Nikki does his drop the mic mo moment. Godfather, part two. And I'm like, you know, sure. <laughs> Definitely hey, been. coincidentally, James Cameron had to move Titanic back. For this movie. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So, Sid and Randy are walking and talking. And Also, why does Randy have an English accent in this I don't scene? know. He's British all of a sudden. It seems like, you know when you're doing like things over and over again, you just get fucking tired of it? It's like, I don't care. I'm just doing an English accent because I don't care about anything right now. That's what it felt like. And the West Craig was like, keep it. It's oh, good character yeah. development. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sid's boyfriend shows up. Played by Jerry O'Connell. That's right. I'm surprised he wasn't like, this is so boss. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Sincerely, guys. This is so boss. Do you know where my jar of pennies is? I left it around the frat house. <laughs> <laughs> These are all Stand By Me references. And Good if movie. You, if you've never seen that movie, do yourself a favor and go watch it now. It's, it's a, only 90 minutes, which is a lot, much shorter than Scream 2. Boy, you are correct, Jason. <laughs> 
It's a Stephen King adaptation. I rewatched that like two weeks ago, actually. Love that movie. I will watch that movie right now. <laughs> yeah. So, Gail shows up on campus, and we meet her new cameraman, Joel. And her sweet red streaks. Oh, that's right. Dewey comments on them at one point. <laughs> Enjoy it now, Dewey. It's all downhill. <laughs> Scream 3. <laughs> hey, I realize this. Okay, did you know that Gail's cameraman, Kenny, in the first Scream? Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? From There's Something About Mary. Have you seen my baseball? Seriously? That is Warren. N- holy cow. Yeah. I realized that today. I was like, holy shit. I that had to look it up. That guy's got range. <clears throat> He's got range, yeah. <laughs> also, did you know who's originally going to be her cameraman in this movie? Um, Randy. Yes. And Joel was just going to be one of Sydney's friends. Okay. And I think that, because one of my gripes with this movie is that there's really no development with Randy. He's the same. He's a little bit cooler because he's in college. But he's still like the movie geek guy. Yeah. And well, he's my favorite character in the series, but he's still pretty much the same character from the first. Well, if we're talking gripes with this movie, I think this movie is uh, more stuff than a turkey's asshole on Thanksgiving. So there's not a lot of room for character development because <laughs> there's like, oh, new character, new character. They're, Here's they, a red herring, they, new they character. through threw a lot of red herrings in this movie. Yeah, there are. <laughs> So maybe that's why Randy, he's, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So Debbie Salt, sick name, shows up. Academy Award nominated actress, Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. She is, uh, well, this isn't really a spoiler, but she's the killer. One of the killers. One of the killers, yes. All five foot, seven inches of her. (laughs) And you're telling me. She's the one that's surprised. Nikki's the guy who does most of the, the, the moving and the shaking. Well, she killed Randy. She yep. did kill Randy, but it was a surprise kill. Nope. Sneak attack. Nope. She was very sneaky. Okay. <laughs> Not buying it, but okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe. The sorority sisters show up again. Hey, let's just throw 500 characters in here. They could have dropped this frat thing and it would have been A-OK. The whole frat Greek... Dave Matthews <laughs> bro out oh, yeah. aspect. We of get some movie. DMB a little bit later. Oh, we got some DMB. We got some DMB. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, Sydney sees Dewey looking all confused and shit. So apparently, he hopped on a plane from California to Ohio in one night. Well, well time zones, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he's also got a. a uh, a bit of a limp from nerve damage from the stab that he got. Yeah, it's... Even Randy points it out at one point. He's yeah. like, what's with the limp? He got stabbed in the back. He was like, you know, nerve damage. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Which is gone in Scream 3, I believe. And Scream 4. Is <laughs> Yeah, he's the sheriff in Scream 4. Well, I do like the Sid and Dewey talk. I always like Sid and Dewey. Because yeah. you, know, you can tell that he kind of sees Sid as his, you know... New si- or his de facto little sister, uh huh. And I think their relationship, even though you don't you see a lot of it on screen, I really like their relationship. Yeah, yeah this movie could have used a little more. Like my favorite scenes are probably Dewey and Randy talking. You know, scenes of dialogue. And, yeah, you know, as characters many, we actually care about. As many characters, they also get paired off a lot in this movie. Yeah, they like, do. Like, there's not. I mean, there's a couple with most people, but they're always kind of like. Sid's always with Derek. Randy's kind of with Dewey a lot, but then Dewey's with Gail a whole lot. Yeah, that's true. You know, 
Well, the gang bumps into Gail, and we meet. Is this where we meet Mickey for the first time? No, he was in film theory. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Danny Cordray. In the office. <laughs> yeah. He looks super suspicious in retrospect, rewatching this. It's like, that guy's up to something. Throw a Mickey? Yeah. You mean the fact that he's got a camera in his hands the every time, every scene he's in it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gail tries to surprise Sydney with a Cotton Weary interview. Total bitch move, Gail. Well, Sid gives her a molly whopping right across the face. The second time. The second time. Times two. You could say she gave her a party of five knuckles across the face. I see what you did there. (laughs) Her friends are going to feel that one. Oh, yes, they will. (laughs) We get a friend's joke a little bit later in the movie, too. We sure do, Jason. Leave Schreiber isn't too happy about the interview not Also, happening. did you notice the part where he's like, a, like most people, I just want to move on, and he like looks right at the camera, is like, oh, he wants to be fucking famous so hard. Uh, <laughs> Gail and Dewey are having a convo. He's like, it's Dwight. He comments on her beautiful hair. Nice streaks. Yeah, nice streaks. He is quite upset about the way he is portrayed in the Woodsboro murders. Yeah. Dewey ooze with inexperience. Well, maybe you should stop acting like a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my vacuum? Oh, God. <laughs> Cut to the frat party. You got some Dave Matthews band playing. Oh, yeah. I feel like the Nard Dog should be at this party. Broccoli Rob. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Doing keg stands. Jeez. Talking about uh, Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> Heard of it. <laughs> so the frat girls played by... Portia de Rossi and Rebecca Gayhart. Who? Portia de Rossi. These are characters we totally need in the movie. No, we do not. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I love how her eyebrows not match her hair at all. Portia de Rossi. Really? Yeah. Did you not notice? It was not driving notice. me crazy. She got like black eyebrows, that. but like super blonde hair. And then Rebecca Gayhart, <laughs> who, who tried to be Tatum. Thank God she was not Tatum in Scream 1. Also, she <laughs> tried to be Hallie. Again, Probably not good. She was that in Halle in this movie. Yeah, and she went on to be the on in the biggest ripoff of the Scream franchise, which is Urban Legend. Oh, that's right. She's the killer in Urban Legend. Oh, God. and that is hands down the biggest ripoff. Yeah, that's true. And that includes H two O. I didn't even notice the eyebrow thing. That's if you want to insult a woman, say something about her eyebrows. Dude. It's like, ooh, like don't worry about me. Worry about your eyebrows, sweetie. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Oh, (laughs) well, this, I don't know if you caught this weird ass delivery. It's like one of the frat girls says, hi. No, I really mean that. Hi. It's like, what? It's like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) It's like, yes. Hello. This is the acid rain mixer. She just thought it was the acid mixer. (laughs) What is the acid rain mixer? They're having a party for to raise awareness for acid rain. Really? Yes. Are you serious? We just want to say some freaking trees. For acid rain? They're th- okay. Dude, this was the 90s PC culture in, in, in universities. It was pretty weird. This was pre-terrorism. They yeah. had to make up problems. <laughs> when you had to, exactly. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're fighting for a ride against uh, about, acid was, rain. What was the biggest thing that happened in the 90s? Was the president lying about a blowjob? Okay. That yeah. was the biggest problem in America. Yeah, well. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
Sarah Michelle Geller, Cece, is at the frat house alone. She's there in case a drunk sister calls and needs a ride. Even though they're on campus, right? Yeah, but they still have to drive around. And some, you know, maybe they're on a cross campus. This was pre-Uber. This was pre-Uber. You yeah. had to have, you know, a designated driver. Well, obviously, the, the killer calls Cece. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> As sure. she does. <laughs> As she does. As the killer is apt to do from time to time in this movie. Yeah, well, Cece calls campus security, but gets bad reception on her... Her landline. On her landline. She could have just left. Yeah, she could have, should have just done that. You know, nobody ever brings up the fact that in Scream, a movie from 1996, they had excellent cell phone reception. In Napa Valley. In Napa Valley, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not buying that, okay? Stu's house was in the middle of nowhere. Maybe clone cell phones back in those days had better reception. Everybody's got one, Sheriff. <laughs> I love how well her one of the roommates comes home for a minute, but Selma Blair. Selma Blair was the voice on the phone. Oh, that wasn't Selma Blair. No, okay. no. I was like, somebody said that was like it looks kind of like, but not really. Not the voice of Ghostface. No, the <laughs> the no, girl that no, calls. That was CC. Hollywood's best uh, secret. Selma Blair was the Ghostface. Voice. <laughs> yeah, I love how the her roommates like don't forget to set the alarm. The killer's like. Don't forget to set the alarm. And she sets the alarm. Yeah. This is the closest to like a screen, the original phone call we get in this movie. Like when, you know. Yeah. You don't really get a lot of, there's not a lot of good phone call action in this movie. Really? Other than this and the Randy scene, there's really no screen phone calls. Also, did you catch that sweet no eating in the living room sign? (laughs) I did, Jason. (laughs) We have a similar rule in our house. Okay. <laughs> well, they, uh, you know, Ghostface chases her upstairs, stabs her, throws her off the balcony. Stabs her twice and is like, mm, that's enough of this. Mm-hmm. And apparently SMG did her own stunt for this. She jumped off the roof of the house onto concrete? Yeah, she died. <laughs> okay. That's why you don't see her much anymore. Oh, okay. She'd already filmed Eight seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, she's still around. Yeah, she's alive. She's married to Freddie Prince Jr. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? I did not know that. They've been married since the 90s. Holy shit. Yeah, good for them. He writes for WWE now. Good for them. (laughs) Doing the damn thing. All right. So there's, you know, more sorority talk. We're back at the party now. So Sid has an obvious aversion to frats, but she's dating Derek. D-Dog. D-Dog. <laughs> yeah. Something is up at Aveda Magazine. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's, before we get to this part, What's when that? they're giving Sid the pitch about joining the sorority, uh-huh. everyone thinks sororities are just about blowjobs, but they're not about blowjobs. We're only about safe condom sex. And then oh, she says, yeah. but harmonica style is okay, right? Oh, harmonica style is perfect. Harmonica style? Yes. Hold on. What is that? Uh, like urban dictionary harmonica style. Blow into the penis like a harmonica? No, that is not it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so according to Urban Dictionary, when a dick is too big to blow, oh, wow. so you have to play it side to side. <laughs> <laughs> so, the of course, the best thing about Urban Dictionary is, you know, you get it in a sentence as well. Uh, OMG, you wouldn't believe how big John was. I had to do it harmonica style last night. (laughs) Oh, God. So, 
I guess they're like, well, that's some Kevin Williamson script action right imagine there. Imagine, you know, it's similar like the corn on the cob scene from Troll 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is harmonica style. That's harmonica style. Holy shit. <laughs> good catch, Jason. Good yeah. catch. We're learning something. We are. So the police are everywhere at the the fraternity house. One of the sisters says, shit, I should have brought my drink. I have been there, sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Debbie Salt bumps into Gail. Sid goes inside to grab her jacket, and the phone rings. Hey, there's some phone call action for yeah, you. A little phone call. A little, little bit. We get a little taste of it. A little taste. Well, the killer pops out of the closet, and, you know, there's a tussle. <laughs> Derek <laughs> runs in after her, and Dewey finds Derek with a cut on his arm. A pretty deep cut. Done yeah. by KMB Effects. They did the effects for this movie. That's right. So, at the hospital... Mickey is talking to Sid, and this is where he kind of suggests that Derek could be the killer. Plant that seed. Yeah. 90s is no time to play play the hero. Oh, Kevin Williamson, go fuck yourself. <laughs> is he still writing movies? He's no, he's uh, he's just television now. He's about to do TV. That's where he belongs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on the podcast anytime. <laughs> As fellow North Carolinians. Yeah, hey, it's fellow North Carolinians. Well, got to eat in Newburn. We both spent time in Greenville. That's right. He's a East Carolina alumni. He is. Here's a little side plot that never really pans out. Gail realizes that all the victims have the names of previous victims. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is almost like they were like, "Should we do this in the movie?" It like, seems like when the script, the first thirty or so pages got leaked. It mm-hmm. seems like, okay, we've got to change this intro up. Let's just add yeah. this kind of thing here. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Yeah, well, after this scene, you don't hear any more of it. Yeah, yeah, you really do not at all. Sid asks Derek to chill because she doesn't want him to get hurt. He's a little suspect that she thinks that, he, uh-huh. that she doesn't trust him. She's also got police officers on her trail at all times. Two of them. Yeah, that's right. So They're the chief's best men. His best man. And Sid thinks that one of them might be gay. Remember that little... <laughs> yeah, last and line. also that same police officer says the don't ask, don't tell line a little bit later in the movie. Yeah, what's up with that? This movie, I tell you. <laughs> so, we're at the cafeteria now. All right. Well, <laughs> Mickey asks Derek if he thinks Sid will be in his documentary. And he suggests that Randy could be the killer. Sid and the gang are sitting at the table... You know, this morning I woke up with this feeling I didn't know how to deal with Tom Cruise, Top Gun, 1986. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I love you. What am I so afraid of? Let me tell you something, Jason. If anybody yeah. ever does this to me in public, yeah. embarrasses me like this, I will never forgive them. I feel, because I listened to Jerry O'Connell talk about that scene. He was like... This was his audition scene. And he also said, like, they didn't rehearse it when they started filming this. And uh-huh. like, it was like a whole day of them doing this. Oh, God. And, um... What's the, the, Hallie? Hallie. She was like, nobody liked the song. Yeah. We had to sit there forever, all day, and listen to him sing the song on a table. That sounds like fucking torture. Yeah. I hate this scene. And he so much. he was kind of apologetic about it too. He was like, I, I knew I had to commit or it would be I, I do I did the best I could, man. Yeah. <laughs> and to his credit, he 
He does his job. He does the- almost kick Portia de Rossi in the face, which is pretty funny. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you better watch his back if he ever goes on the Ellen show. <laughs> I don't her, play that shit on Arrested Development either. That's her boo thing. So he gets a standing ovation for this. And then she gives him the Greek letters. Derek, Derek busts out the Greek letters. OKB. Is this the Oshkosh Bikosh friends? <laughs> Tell us about this because you did a little research. I did a little research. Neither of us are big in Greek life, so we don't know a whole lot about it. So, this is a real thing. This is called lavaliering. Yep. So, this is when a Greek brother will give his lady his letters, and it's a very big deal. It's basically like a pre engagement. It's like, yeah. If. Okay, I'm it, a girl it, in situation. Talk okay, to me. Talk if, to me. if I were to lavalier you, okay, and give you a spook house necklace, oh, that that's means my that <laughs> I got it from Jared's. <laughs> so <laughs> that means that we would uh, be like, oh my god, they're getting pretty serious. They're going to take this podcast to the next step. Oh, you know? yeah. so it's also almost kind of like the the college equivalent of giving somebody your class ring. That's the thing. You don't remember? Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, babe, check it out. <laughs> you want my Letterman jacket, too? <laughs> yeah. The brothers are going to kick his ass. But it's tradition. But it's tradition. <laughs> I do love how how much Mickey hates Greek life. Like, every time he sees some Greek, he's like, I remember, like, the Delta Lamb was the biggest bunch of fucking... Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, what's the deal with Mickey and Hallie? Are they a couple? Are they not a couple? Well, Mickey's acting all flirty. Yeah, she seems and to be she seems to kind of rejecting his advances. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite get that. They're, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're just friends, or maybe they're, I don't know. Well, I don't know either, Jason. So the next scene, we see Tori Spelling interviewing about Stab the movie, which is a joke from the first one. This scene from Stab is so hilarious. The Luke Wilson scene. <laughs> they said this was also something that Robert Rodriguez shot as well. They should have got Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. Wow. You think I'm the killer, Sid? Wow. <laughs> Your mom died? Wow. Wow. <laughs> so Randy lays down the sequel rules. Also, we find out that who plays Dewey? David Schwimmer. Oh. Who plays Randy is Joe Blow Nobody. That's right. He was on an episode of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. You remember that show? I don't. I do. Mom was a big fan of it. Okay. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Huh. So Randy and Dewey are talking, and Randy lays down the rules to survive a sequel. Yes. You know, body count's always bigger. Yeah. Death scenes are more elaborate. Carnage candy. <laughs> Surprise, Carnage candy isn't a band name yet. Huh. Yeah. Let's stop our spook house dreams and make up a carnage the Carnage Candy Podcast. <laughs> this is but this is all joking aside, this is the best scene in the movie, I think. Yeah, kind of it's definitely one of the down, best. Yeah, when he's laying down the rules mm-hmm. and Dewey's very receptive and he's making his own comments. And his own weird faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this scene is good. And appreciate Randy now because he'll be sorely missed. They also trade their battle scars like Jaws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I like what he said about Candyman's daughter. She's sweet. She's deadly. She's 
bad for your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> this is another filler scene. Joel's freaking out to Gail. You know, like scenes like this are totally filler. You yeah, know? he thinks that because he just read her book for the first time and he just realized that his previous camera guy was had his throat slashed. Throat slashed. Yeah. So speaking of scenes that are totally filler, next scene we got Sid talking to the drama teacher. You mean the TGRI, TGRI guy from Turn 18 Age Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. David Warren, who was also in Titanic. And Ice Cream Man. The Clint Ice Howard Cream Man. classic. He was in The Omen, the 1976 version. And do you remember this movie, Jason? My Best Friend is a Vampire. Have you ever seen that? It's a great 80s movie. Doesn't get talked about a whole lot. It sounds familiar. It's like a comedy movie. It's two guys. One of them turns into a vampire. They're friends, and it's good. <laughs> but he's like the Van Helsing type guy in that. Uh, oh, okay. It's great. Okay. Shout out to that movie. <laughs> You're a fighter, Sid. It was her fate, and she embraced. Nobody can avoid fate. What is this? Halloween 101? <laughs> we got we got Loomis over here. <laughs> You've got to stand six times over there on that spot. <laughs> when it's revealed that Debbie Salt is the killer, yeah, her last name's Loomis, she comes out onto the stage wearing a London Fog jacket. <laughs> I was like, hmm, could be. Could be. I'm going to take it. So they do a scene from the play. Agamemnon, which is a Greek tragedy. Also, you know who did the music for this one scene? No. Danny Elfman did the music for this one scene. No kidding. Yeah. Just for this one scene? Just for this one scene. Okay. This plays a little bit in poor taste, no? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) It plays a little in poor state a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Sid has a freak out moment. Um, Again, this is just so much filler. Filler, filler, filler. (laughs) Just pump it full of shit. (laughs) Well, Derek shows up. Sid is like, leave me alone, nard dog. <laughs> He's like, but I lavalered you. <laughs> I, I publicly you embarrassed you, Sid. <laughs> You're just going to throw that away? I've literally known you for six weeks. Well, Dewey, Randy, Gail, and Joel are hanging out together outside, as you do in Scream movies. And Gail is smoking cigarettes, as she's been doing since nude pictures have leaked of her on the internet. It was just her face. It was Jennifer Anderson's body. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, right at the camera. Right at that camera. Right, guys. Cue laugh track. Surprised she didn't mention Leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, the killer calls. Like, look for somebody with a cell phone. I love how Gail runs up to one girl. She grabs her phone. The girl on the phone's like, who's this? She's like... It's Gail Weathers, author of the Woodsboro Murders. <laughs> it's like, all right. But yeah, Randy, totally necessary. Yeah. Randy is talking to the killer. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to keep him on the phone while everybody goes out and tries to find So they're like looking for typically a white male on the cell phone. And all they know is that they can see, the killer can see them as they speak. Yes. Also, Randy starts getting heated on the phone. Uh-huh. You want to be Bondy? Dahmer, one of the big boys. <laughs> yeah. Set your sights a little higher than Billy fucking Loomis. Yeah. I like this whole scene here. Did you also notice how Arquette did his own stunt there when he jumps on that guy's back? Oh, he's. I mean, he showed his, his wrestling skills right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. 
Swan Tom Bomb, that mofo. Yeah. Is he like a full-time wrestler now? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, good for him, man. <laughs> I realized I had seen all these movies he mentioned. I feel kind of bad about myself. Oh, like Final Exam, Dorm That Drip Blood, Graduation Day, Splatter University. <laughs> I was like, and I was in a I had like Paul, I wrote down all these names. I was like, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of those. Really? Are any of them any good? Uh, I've heard okay. of some of them. Final exam is boring as fuck. Nobody dies until the first hour. All right. Dorm that drip blood is as generic as possible. Graduation day, interesting. Splatter University, really fucking bad trauma movie. Uh, <laughs> okay. Final, yeah. <laughs> Boom, bitch. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Drop the mic. Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> the killer grabs Randy, pulls him into the van, and kills him off screen. As a group of white dancer guys are walking by, I hate that part so much. You got a problem with Cottonmouth Kings? <laughs> yes, I do. You don't like bebopping the Cottonmouth Kings? Yeah, it was like, why? Why was Wes Craven like, you know what I need in this scene right here? Some guy carrying a boombox and dancing ridiculously. Baggy khakis, like... <laughs> Baggy yeah. khakis, like our boy from Final Destination, Devin Sawa. Oh, hey! Yeah. Subscribe to the Patreon, you'll get access to it. It's good. <laughs> so what do you feel about Randy being killed like this? Big mistake. That's what I feel, Jason. I humbly disagree. I think you need to leave. I, I think, think you're you wrong. <laughs> because he's literally the only main character in the entire series that dies. They could have killed Dewey. I mean, that's what I was thinking. But somebody has to die in these movies. They're horror movies where people die. Kill Gail. I don't know. I don't really like her character. I mean, yeah, but... Everybody's mad. And some people were like, there's no way Randy would have backed up with that van at that point. And I was like, why wouldn't he back up with the van? You're just stretching for a thing. Like, I get it. It hurts. He's my yeah. favorite character of the show. <laughs> yeah. It does. I'm mean, sorry. Of the movie. Yeah. Of yeah. the series. It does hurt. But uh-huh. if nobody dies, then why are we watching these movies? Because nobody's in peril ever. We're kind of. Yeah. You know, I hear what you're saying. You know, and I just feel like, yeah, it sucks. But if nobody dies, then what's the point? And I feel like that's one of the reasons why nobody dies in the rest of them, because they were scared to it, because they got so much blowback from this death. So Randy's death was supposed to be a lot more graphic. I did read something about that. Yeah. And they show him, he kind of looks, the the like effects kind of look like... him down with ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> like he was in a round of Double Dare or like something? He was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> like his little sister came up to him and was like... <laughs> yeah. Well, Randy's dead. Bye, Randy. They almost brought him back for Scream 3. Apparently, that was something they considered for a while. I was like, don't. That would have been awful. Well, they kind of do. Yeah, for like a little cameo. Yeah. So, Sid is in the library. She gets uh, this new thing called an instant message. I love this guy (laughs) beside her. He's like, you got an IM. Just hit Alt-M. He's like, it's someone in the library. All the terminals are connected. Oh. Thank you. Random person. I heard that guy like paid for like a hundred thousand dollars of classes at Juilliard for that. He just said it so like bored. He was like, "Oh, you you got an instant message." He's like the TA. He was like, "Why am I fucking here? All I do was ask. All I do was answer questions for undergrads." (laughs) Well, the message says you're going to die tonight. Police won't save you. It's probably just a sick joke, Sid. Yeah. So Cotton shows up acting weird as shit. You, me, Diane Sawyer, think about it, Sid. $10,000, okay? Yeah. Also, yeah, I completely get why she doesn't want anything to do with these interviews. Uh-huh. Because she fucked up pretty big. She almost got a guy gassed. 
Because as I yeah, said in the first true. in the in the, in the first movie, Cotton's getting convicted. They're going to gas him. They're going to gas him. <laughs> That's true. Pretty sure keep... they stopped gassing inmates at that point, though. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what California does. I think they probably just do needle injections. Too lazy to Google it right now. Yeah, we'll say no. There's but... a moratorium on, on that in North Carolina, but that's for another podcast. How about that? Yeah, yeah. This is a uh, Mr. Red Herring Cotton. Yeah, things get a little heated. Yeah, lovable and fucked up Sydney Prescott. Everybody, <laughs> why are you yelling in a library when you clearly have follows Cotton? You're fucking up, bud. Yeah, you're fucking up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Just because you got out free card once. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're interrogating him at the station, and, you know, Sid, Dewey, and Hallie are talking, and good God, there's a lot of filler in this movie. <laughs> Gail leaves, and Debbie Salt shows up again. This is where Joel does a smart thing, and he just leaves the movie. Which was his idea. That's right. Yeah. He went up to West Craig and was like, what, what would you do? He was like, I'd get a taxi out the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if every horror movie were sensible, horror movies wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, if like SMG would have dropped that landline and be like, oh, let's go over this mixer real quick. Maybe I'll be saved. That's Sarah Michelle Gellar to you folks. No, submachine gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that machine gun Kelly's niece. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so Debbie Salt pops up and she asks all these stuff about Cotton Weary being the killer and then she... Like, lays a smack down on Davy Salt. Oh, that's right. Well, she doesn't hit her, does she? No, but she's like, oh, verbal smack like, down. Fuck off, kind of thing. Yeah. And then Davy's like, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. Too soon. Too soon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Gail's like, I feel bad, Dewey. I feel bad. Also, whenever somebody drops the F bomb in this movie, doesn't that feel like kind of forced? Like, when she goes, I don't, there are no cameras here. I just want to find this fucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can. I see what you mean now. <laughs> I just want to find this fucker. She was like, hey guys, I'm trying to shed this friend's image. Let me, can I say fucker? I mean, I know I'm getting paid $800,000 nap, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, they decide to watch all the tapes to see if uh, the killer is on the tapes that Joel filmed. Watching and relishing every moment. How did this footage get edited this quickly? Your boy Mickey, he's an editor. I guess. They even make a mention to it. He's editing. He's busy editing. Yeah, by the way, Joel wouldn't have shot these on VHS. It would have been on like Betamax or something. A little side note. Oh, okay. It's Look tradition. <laughs> <laughs> the killer's there. And let's rev up that Marco Beltrami loud-ass trumpet score. <laughs> it's very grating on the nerves. <laughs> they should have just thrown the H2O score in there. So we get the Gale chase. They run into the sound room thingy. Dewey sees Gale through the window. And he steps in pizza. Pizza? Is that what that was? It was pizza. Yeah, he steps in a pizza box and he gets pizza. I mean... What a random thing. Like, the turtles were there, man. Uh, <laughs> Wes, Wes Craven is good for throwing in some random shit like that, isn't he? He's yeah. like, yeah, just... Yeah, step in pizza. You got to be distracted yeah, okay. for a second. Yeah, well, killer pops up and stabs him, and he falls onto the window and slides down all dramatically. Spits blood up. It's pretty gross. Yeah, I feel bad for Dewey. Sid is being escorted with her roomie by the cops because uh, Hallie is her therapist. 
and she kisses D-Dog goodbye. Now, I just noticed when I was watching this, you really see the scars on his lip. Did you notice that? So Jerry O'Connell was attacked by a dog when he was 11 and got 74 stitches. Holy cow. On his face, like right above his lip. Whoa. Yeah, like next time you watch it, Next time you watch Scream 2 in a couple days? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I watched this movie twice, once before we do this and once after it. So I can make sure I got everything right. Yeah. Well, right above his left lip, he has like two big scars. So there you go. I'll be on the lookout for that. Maybe it's Chopper. <laughs> Sick balls. Sick balls, Chopper. So Broccoli Rob and the boys kidnap Derek. <laughs> also, poor choice of words. You. Prepare to die. Yeah. As they're walking around in cloaks. And I was like, yeah, I know know there's a curfew right now because, you know, people have been murdered. But let's do this stupid fucking tradition. Yeah. Mask and a cloak with a knife. Yeah. While they're at a traffic light, the killer busts out the window and slits one of the cop's throat. Pulls a Jackie Chan and head kicks the other cop. Also, those windows are shatterproof. They're in a cop car. Even the driver windows? I'm pretty sure, especially the driver windows. Who's, what are they going to be shooting at? They're not going to be shooting in the back. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm just saying, your boy Mickey's got a strong elbow. Yeah, and they couldn't kick out that back window. They couldn't even try. Yeah. You know, when they crashed the car. Yeah. He slashes one, he throws the other one out. And then yeah. he gets in the front seat and he gets, get out of the car, fucker. Yeah, fucker. Another one of those hard F-bombs. Yeah, like, like why not just shoot him? But... Because clearly this guy's got intent to murder folks. He's like, he I'm done. about to pull a Halloween 4 real quick. Goosh! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny if he had said, uh, uh, how about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, we're pulling Ernest Scared Stupid, either one. <laughs> Ram shot. Yeah, so they crash the car, and... A pipe goes through the cop's head. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. This that's like the, the most this brutal, was the grossest scene. thing in the movie. That's the yeah. one like kills guy, and his fingers kind of twitched on the gun too. It was like ooh, 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 nasty. <laughs> well, Sid and Hallie they have to climb over the divider. Mm-hmm. You know, again, won't you try and kick out that window? At least try, but whatever. Yeah. They got to build the suspense. This is a pretty suspenseful scene, I thought. Overall, they got to get over the killer who's knocked out so they can't wake him up. Uh-huh. And so he gets out, and then that score comes in. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Much like in Halloween 6. That was- <laughs> yeah. God, we were so close. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm sorry. Am I wrong? This might sure start a drinking game with this podcast. <laughs> Sid could have pulled his mask off like 10 times. Yeah. And then they run away, and she's like, Hallie, wait. I want to know who it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> now you do? Here's a side tangent. I can't decide if Nev Campbell is a good actress. I think she's good in these movies. I can't see her in a lot of other stuff, to be honest with you, but I, I think she's, she's good in these movies. She's certainly not bad, but have you ever seen her act before and be like, damn, she fucking killed it? You know well, what I mean? mean? No, but how many scream queens? How many... In slasher movies or horror movies, they're barring like some like hereditary, you know, but mm. movies like these that are kind of geared toward a more teen audience. How you've been like, yeah, wowed. She's, yeah, she's good. You know, even like early Jamie Lee Curtis in Prom Night <laughs> or Halloween 2. Or Halloween 2. You mean <laughs> Sleepy Lee Curtis? 
<laughs> yeah, Sleeping Beauty <laughs> in her nightgown. Yeah. Sid goes back, but he's gone. And Sid's like, he's gone. And the way Hallie says, what? Guess what? He pulls a sneaky. Pulls a sneaky. There it is. <laughs> Blam! Stabs Hallie. And Sid just runs off. And Killer's like, I don't feel like chasing so, you. Apparently in the Blu-ray, you can see like Timothy Oliphant's face in the mask. Really? Yeah. That's what I read in the How? Blu-ray. They say you can see his eyes. like through, Apparently like the, the eyes things, you can really see his eyyes and it makes out that it's, it's clearly Timothy Oliphant. I would have thought that uh, Stuntman would be doing all that. I would have too, but somebody was, I, that's what hmm. I saw. And then, of course, right. there's other places where older movies, like in Sleepaway Camp, yeah. you can see somebody's coming in as... Okay. Gail leaves the room. Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe pops up with bloody hands. Mm-hmm. It's like, Gail, Gail, wait. Gail, Gail, come back. I didn't do it. <laughs> Sid runs to the theater. By the way, where is everyone? This town is vacant. Curfew. Yeah, I get it. But also, how did they know she was going to run to the auditorium? Again, there's a lot of convenience in this movie. Yeah. Well, Sid's on stage. Spotlight comes on and the stage starts moving and shit. And D-Bone drops down. Mm-hmm. His frat bros just left him up there? They probably stole his pennies, too. Is that what happened? Yeah. Pretty douche move. Derek, you chode. We're going to leave you up here all night. That's what you get for giving your letters, bro. Yeah. Brothers for life. <laughs> <laughs> well. He thought he was going to be up there until opening night. Yeah, his mouth is taped as well. But the killer shows up. And it's Mickey. You know, from the film class that we haven't seen in 50 minutes. He's always carrying around a camera. Yeah. Also has a sweet widow's peak. He was also the best salesman in Scranton. Did you know that? I forgot he was the best salesman in Scranton. That's right. He's also in Justified. Okay. Have you watched that show? He's also in Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. A fellow Scream alum. He's also a Vanderbilt. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We should also stop naming stuff. Well, Mickey is trying to frame Derek. He's like, he's my partner, Sid, and Derek's all... Uh, he's lying. Don't you know history repeats itself? Yeah. So I like Timothy Oliphant in this. I think he does a good job. Uh, he and towards the end a little bit. I'm a like, little bit over the top, which I, I kind of blame. It is gonna rock. <laughs> Billy's mother. Billy's mother. Yeah, he's really swinging for the fences, huh? I think some of that I can blame on Wes Craven a little bit too. Yeah. Well. Well, he shoots Derek, kills him. He was going to be a doctor, Sid. Yeah, he had a decent singing voice. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> this was a boy you would like to bring home to mother. That's right. If you had a mother, Sid. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my whole defense plan. I'm going to blame the movies. Well, Sid slices them with the Greek letters. And a little tussle ensues. Oh, yeah. So, Gel appears. And... Mrs. Loomis, Debbie Salt. Laurie Bedcat. Yeah. The woman of six names. Yeah, sweet London fog jacket, by the way. Yeah. And she says that, what'd she say? She was like, I had a makeover and I lost 60 pounds. Yeah. No, I guess she, <laughs> she, Sid never saw her. But she's like, Mrs. Loomis? Yeah, but until this moment, Sid never saw her. I'm assuming Dewey never saw her. I'm assuming Randy well, didn't never saw her either. But she was just like 
hanging out on campus every day. Yeah. Walking around, it's bumping a into bit of Gail. A sure. And Gail, somebody who researched and wrote an entire book. That's my only thing. Have like, Gail wouldn't have known that. But just like you had to research this thing pretty hard. I'm sure you would have researched Billy's family life. But hey, she lost 60 whole pounds. I mean, your face is so skinny now. You're unrecognizable. <laughs> Oh my god, your cheekbones are glowing. And your eyebrows look so much better. <laughs> Debbie shoots Mickey. There's not going to be a trial. Yeah. My motive isn't as 90s as Mickey's. Mine is just good old-fashioned revenge. Now, let me explain my entire plan before I kill you. See, everything will be traced back to Mickey. Mm-hmm. It's like, just shoot her. Shoot her. <laughs> But no, I have to tell you my entire plan, you see. And you gotta see my crazy eyes, too. Yes. So yeah, this really drags out. Yes. Sid starts destroying the set. And well, she she tricks him into thinking that Mickey's still alive. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And yeah, she, she turns around, and then she punches and runs away. Yeah, she uh, smashes a bottle on her head, and runs yes. backstage, and starts destroying the set, and stuff is... Falling all around Debbie. You know, the styrofoam bricks that fall on her. That ought to do it. <laughs> Those weren't real bricks, were they? No, no. no. Okay. Those are like cardboard bricks. But they made it seem like she got crushed by like two tons of rocks or something. Yeah, like the Legends of the Hidden Temple just came down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Debbie Salt was on the Silver Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise Omac wasn't in the corner. <laughs> no, shit. Did anybody ever be that? A few times. That show used to scare the shit out of me. Really? Kinda. Those guys that would jump out from behind the wall and shit. With their like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Always wanted to do that obstacle course though. Still do. Debbie is trying to kill Sid. She's on top of her. And she's about to stab her. And Cotton shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing his cotton thing. More exposition. Well, Debbie's got a knife to her throat. It's like, just kill her. But no, Cotton, you c- think about it, Cotton. You could do this and that. It's like, oh my God, did this movie just end already? I think it's rather poetic, actually. Yeah. Well, Sid agrees to do the Diane Sawyer interview. So Cotton shoots Debbie. Just one pop. Boom. Yeah. Turns her into Ray Brower from Stand By Me. <laughs> <laughs> not, to write, not to write out of her kids. <laughs> not to write out of her The kid was dead, man. <laughs> Which game's going to claim the body? Should have called this Scream by Me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gail pops up. She's okay. All right. Yeah. Just bounce off her ribs. Yeah. Is that a thing? I mean, she's a superhero. (laughs) I guess. She's got more lives than a cat. Yeah. She's got friends, though. Hey. They'll be there for her. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's just like you're stuck in second gear. (laughs) It's kind of like how we're stuck in sequel month sequel here month. at the Spook House. But not for long. We're in the home stretch. We're so, all. is she dead? They always come back. Mickey pops up. They shoot him. It would have been wiser if Mickey would just been like, play dead. You know? Yeah. A little possum, as they call it back in the day. But it's not dramatic, Jason. No, it's not dramatic. Instead, of, he just went the route of like a wild card bitches. Yeah. <laughs> just Well, Sid... Uh, Puts another cap in Debbie. Shoots her in the head. Cut to the next day. Joel shows back up. Oh, yeah, that morning. Joel shows back up. He was like, 
you know, I, th- I was thinking we could get the scoop, like yeah. the old days. You mean yesterday? Yesterday. Like less than 12 <laughs> hours ago? <laughs> You're a fair weather friend, Joel. Yeah. Like, oh, it'll be like good old times. Like, okay. Back, back at Central Park. Yeah. Well, Dewey is okay. Good. Yeah, Cotton Cotton gets the the interviews that he that he desperately craved yes. and uplifting rock music provided by Collective Soul starts playing. That late nineties clean grunge. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. According to the subtitles, it was uplifting rock music. <laughs> Sid's all her friends are dead. She has she walks nobody. Away triumphantly. Walks away triumphantly, like I did it. It's time to go to Kim Lab. <laughs> yeah. Like like her fucking boyfriend's dead. Her best friend is dead. It's like, hey, happy ending. I literally know nobody from Woodsboro anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck in Ohio. I don't know these fucking people. <laughs> so we get a helicopter shot of the campus, and that's it. That's we'll scream. Roll two. credits. That is scream two. All two overstuffed hours of it. I still think it's a pretty solid sequel. I do. You know, like always, we give these movies some shit. Because it's fun and entertaining. That's right. But yeah, it's a it's a decent little sequel. It's way overstuffed upon second watching. Yeah. Way better than the third and the fourth. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what do you give this on a ten point scale, Jason? Seven and a half. I'll go I'll go a light light seven. Light seven? Almost like a six point eight. Like a like diet miracle wheel. Uh-huh. I gotcha. Ugh. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. That's gross. It is gross. Yeah. Very this... runny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll give it a light seven. I'm not a I'm not crazy about this movie. It's it's whatever. It's fine. It's a little dated, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean it's it's less dated than most of the nineties movies that came out post screen. I think the yeah. dialogue works more than it does it. You know, sure, it should have been cleaned up a little bit. It should have been edited more than it was. Yeah. But some of that you can take it, because, I mean, for this movie to be as good as it is, and with the nightmare productions they had to deal with, uh-huh. from all the leaks and all the NDAs and nobody knowing what they were filming half the time. Well, they kind of brought that on themselves. This movie was rushed. Yeah, it was. Like, and, but, big time But, rush. I mean, look at it. It's way better than Halloween 5, and that movie was way rushed, too. Okay, Halloween you know? talk. Okay. Yeah. So, I can bring it up. You can't. All right. <laughs> all right. But yes, like Halloween 5, which came out basically a year after Halloween 4, it was very much rushed. Now, this movie pulled it off much better than Halloween 5. It made like $200,000 less at the box office, too. Oh, yeah. That, too. Yeah. I think it could have been improved had you take out some of the red herrings and unnecessary characters, like drop the whole frat. Angle, the sorority sisters, and that. Yeah. And replace that with good dialogue between Randy and Sid, or. Nobody dies after Randy for like 40 minutes. Like, after Randy dies. Does anybody die? I mean, Hallie dies. But I think between between Randy and Hallie, I don't think anybody dies. Yeah, there's a pretty big gap there. Yeah. I mean, we get a whole uh, singing sequence, right? That's right. We get that. Which well, I mean that I wanted to die watching that. Half a star. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> From Mr. Rebecca Romaine. Wait. They're married. Who? Jerry O'Connell? And Rebecca Romaine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, They're yeah. also in that new 
Satan's what Satanic Panic movie that came oh, out. Oh yeah, I need to watch that. I, do, I keep hearing. Pretty I like Jerry O'Connell. Seems like too. a good dude. Watch Stand by Me. It's a great movie. <laughs> so, are we ever going to do Scream Three for season three? Maybe. I think we should. We probably should. <laughs> we could knock out the series at this point. Well, hey, while we're talking about the Scream series, obviously. Um, what company has the rights to Scream now? Spyglass has it now. Spyglass. So, what do you want to see with the Scream possible sequel? I got my ideas. Okay. Well, with the possible whatever, we're not even saying whatever, reboot, sequel, mm-hmm. whatever, I would just go a completely new story. Don't involve the Sydney character. Don't involve Dewey. Maybe have some little kind of... Not don't go overboard with it, but some kind of throwback ish things, but nothing like, not like twenty eighteen got a couple times where it's like, hey, Halloween twenty eighteen, yeah, like like yeah. twenty eighteen did from sometimes where it was like, hey, you remember this from Halloween? Blah, yeah, blah, blah. please drop that in Halloween Kills. Yeah, yeah. So just like a whole new story, just bring Ghostface into it, and just a really good story with really good characters, and don't lean so heavily on the meta. Yeah, it's kind of done. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you know you're watching a horror movie right now? Yeah, I get it. Okay. Don't name drop Splatter University every five minutes. Yeah. Here's what I want to see, Jason. All right. Or something like it. So, like Halloween 2018, only the first movie exists. And you could bring back Jamie Kennedy. He doesn't die. That is true. You could do that. Like, check it out. It starts off with, like, the crime scene of Stu's house and... Like some old footage or something, uh-huh. and then you know, bring it into present day. Twenty five years later, people like round numbers and shit. They do, yeah. And you could have, you know, Sydney. You could have the whole gang back. I what guess. if they kill Sydney in the first scene of the movie? That wouldn't be bad. Either. I was gonna say that they could kill her in the first scene and then just bring in a whole new cast. What if they if they do the the Twenty five years. And give later, Randy a cameo or something. I don't. What know. if they kill Randy in the first five minutes of the movie? <laughs> hey, maybe back to kill him again. <clears throat> maybe. I think they could do something like that, but I don't think that'll happen. No, I don't. See, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what does happen with this new screen. And Wes Craven's not around, so yeah. And it doesn't sound like Kevin Williamson's is involved at this point either. No, leave him out of it. He, I'm sorry. But. <laughs> Well, he didn't ruin Scream 3. Who wrote Scream 3? Aaron Kruger. <clears throat> Who's that? Exactly. <laughs> okay. He wrote some of the Transformers movie. I feel like Wes and Craven just liked his last name. He's like, oh, I made that movie. You're hired. Yeah. Yeah. Want me to throw on my Freddy sweater again? I got my own, my hat, <laughs> my lynching rope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jason. Well... I think that about wraps it up, man. I do too. We're going to sk- skedaddle on out of here. What are we doing next week? Well, next month, we are doing What the Fuck Month. Movies that just make you go, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> and we're going to kick it off with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is it The Next Generation? Yes. The one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. If you've never seen it, it's on Crackle, right? Yes. You said? It's on Crackle. That movie is bizarre, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, so we're going to cover that one next week, and then we're going to do Jason Goes to Hell. Nightmare Na- on Elm Street 2. 
and Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason, because I'm kind of just dying to talk about that movie. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. All right, Jason. Well, let's wrap this bitch up. All right. All right. Well, until next week, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been the Spook House. <laughs>